0: Hello, welcome to *Goblet of Wine*, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah,
1: and I'm Charlie, and we're two twenty-somethings rereading our favourite childhood books with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode, we're going to be reading chapters five and six. Correct. Yeah, chapters five and six. Azkaban.
0: Yeah. So grab. Well, this episode, tea? grab some tea, grab some loose leaf tea, and join us on this weird tea leaf reading.
1: It's not a reminiscent journey this time. No, it's, it's a, a journey
0: into the future. Yeah.
1: I guess it would help if I moved my mind. I guess it would. Mic, yeah. I've just called it microwave, this is gonna go well.
0: You done what shifting time is it? around. What time is it? It's, it's time. time. It's ten past midnight. It is. Hi. Hi. How are you? Lovely. Great. What are
1: we drinking this episode, Hannah? Tea.
0: tea. So this is the third in a series of batch recording, which we've needed to do to catch up. Yeah. But one of the reasons why we're drinking tea, we were always going to drink tea because we're reading chapters five and six. Yeah. And chapter six is of talons and tea leaves, which features tea leaf reading. So
1: we're going to do some tea leaf reading. <laughs> Cute right. cute, right? Right, right. Cute. If it works,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm worried it won't be cute because I'm really not excited to drink this fucking. I love tea. Yeah. I love tea that comes in tea bags, not whatever the fuck we have wow. in our mugs now. Yeah, this is still a drunken podcast because we've, we've been drinking since
1: M- many an hour. So ago. many hours ago. Um, so <laughs> it is still drunk, but now we're drinking tea, which is quite nice because it is so late so at least i hope it doesn't um, have
0: loads of caffeine in though it may well do it might so to kick us off we are doing some thank yous to some lovely reviews that have been left to us so the first review is to lucy 0907 who actually came to drake and has since started listening to the podcast she said the quiz at drake was savage and the fanfic reading was hilarious so thanks lucy
1: Another big thank you to our Nicole002, who is now reading the Harry Potter books and is
0: only on book two. What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're not. Stop, we're not spoiler safe.
1: Like that's, uh, we got
0: this for you and I was like, that's so kind, but also I don't want to be the reason stuff gets ruined for you. So please never blame us and I'm sorry. Yeah, we love
1: you and please do still keep listening if you want, but. You will get it ruined for you.
0: And the last thank you goes to what is winning as my favourite review we've ever been left so far. Sweetiehead, who left us a review saying she began begun listening to this podcast whilst breastfeeding her newborn and also being up with her other child who's a toddler in the night. Number one, that's the best fucking thing I've ever heard. Number two, I am worried if you're listening to it out loud that our voices and our words and all the terrible things we say are like going into your baby's brain whilst they're like, eating and i i'm not sure what if one of them turns out like us like that's not good is that what you want but yeah your uh, review was how is called, are we
1: anything other than amazing uh, exactly
0: uh your review is called goblet of wine and milk which i found just fucking hilarious Brilliant. so thank you and so good yeah so good thank you so anyway we try the tea live but it's still fucking hot so yeah it's also like it's tea leaves which i've never normally drunk mm. and you meant to use a Strainer normally, but obviously for reading tea leaves you need it loose. Which means there's loads of bits floating in it. I don't know how to drink it without getting the bits in my teeth. Just no. like you use your teeth as like. I also, it's very posh tea that a kind colleague gave me as a leaving gift, but it's so posh I don't know how we're meant to drink it. Like we have it black. and I normally take my tea with milk and a sugar, I put some honey in it because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just having it black and I'm I'm scared. It's going to be fine. Chapter five, the Dementor. Dementor, Dementor. Dementor, Dementor. It's the next morning and Harry goes down to breakfast. And there's this really nice moment written in, which is the kind of thing I love when the books pepper this in. Where it says that Mrs. Weasley, Ginny and Hermione were giggling over a story of Mrs. Weasley brewing a love potion where she was in school. And it's a throwaway line. It doesn't mean anything. Let's ignore the love. She might not use it on anyone you don't know. But I really like that Hermione is given space starting from this book onwards to have these like moments outside of Harry and Ron where also she does typically like girly things and that doesn't take away from her character. Because this is one of those moments where like literally Hermione and Ginny forge this amazing friendship and just Harry just doesn't realise. Yeah. Because it's Harry and he's a fucking idiot. He's oblivious. And it's moments like this where their friendship is being forged. Harry doesn't realise any of this. And they're having these really cute moments where they're giggling over stuff. And Harry's just like, what? Girls giggling? What? No, not noticing that. Who? What? Where?
1: Yeah. These women are irrelevant. Just my first note, which is Percy has a photo of Penelope. Cute.
0: It's like when you you went off to war and you had the photo of your loved one in your breast pocket. Just- this is cute, kind of he creepy, is carrying it round. Spix, spix. Here's Penelope. Here's what she looks like. Yeah, so
1: they get ministry cars to the station, obviously for Harry's protection. Yep. Um, and then they're saying goodbye, and Mrs. Weasley
0: kisses Hermione. Adorable, standard, but yeah, adorable. And then gives Harry an extra. And Harry is embarrassed but pleased that he gets an extra hug and my god this child it makes you realize it's one of these moments where you're like fuck this child was never hugged this child has literally never been hugged and harry is embarrassed but pleased to get an extra hug and could someone please hug this child more because he's still only 13 and i just really need him to be hugged more
1: i need to be hugged more don't hug me i will beat you away with this fucking notebook
0: you just said you wanted to be hugged more. not by you
1: so the only free compartment on the train is one with lupin in um so harry fills in ron and Hermione on mr we oh yeah mr weasley gives him a warning I forgot yeah. that in my notes yeah
0: mr weasley is like i'm gonna tell you about black and Harry's like uh, i heard you having a domestic yeah like I'm sorry gringo. i eavesdropped on your whole argument and then miss weasley says the classic line of like don't go looking for black and harry's like why would I want to go looking for someone that wants to kill me? And
1: Mr. Wee's like, yes, good point. No reason. Forget I said anything. Forget I said anything. No, no. <laughs> Whatever you may
0: hear, though, don't look for him.
1: Yeah. So Harry fills Ron and Hermione in on the whole situation. And um, whilst they're in the compartment, Harry's sneaker scope won't stop going off, mm-hmm. which is a reoccurring theme. Mm-hmm. I wonder why.
0: Mm-hmm. And yet none of them are like, maybe it isn't broken maybe no they all just think it's cheap and it's broken it's good though because it's the kind of thing where in your life you brush everything off as anything other than misdirection exactly so then Malfoy Crabbe and Goyle come into the carriage to see them and like is this a reoccurring theme I'm starting to realize in every book either on the train journey there or the train journey back Malfoy Malfoy, Crabbe and Goyle with each other that's the thing but Harry and Ron never go and seek out them it's always them three going and seeking out Harry and Ron I'm I'm like
1: slash fiction about Draco and Harry.
0: Yeah. And like, how boring is Draco, Crabbe and Goyle's friendship where they're like, I've got nothing to do. Let's just go to Harry and Ron's compartment and make fun of them. Like, really? Come on.
1: Yeah. It's it's Draco's feelings of insecurity and inadequacy. And how much he loves Harry. So the food troll... No. No. (laughs) The food trolley comes around and um, they try and wake up Lupin for food but he won't wake up, and I'm just like, lol. What if he was dead?
0: Well, Ronnie is like, are we sure he's not asleep? What if he's dead? And I'm like, what if he was? Yeah, that
1: would that would uh, be a turn. So then there's a line where it says the food trolley lady person trolley food witch, witch trolley uh, witch says if he's hungry when he wakes up, I'll be in the front with the driver, and I'm just like, was she giving him roadhead? <laughs> is this a thing? Sorry, what? She says she's going to be up front with the driver.
0: Like, why? What do you they just call item? it? Roadhead. Is that a phrase? What? Yeah. Well, I knew it was a thing that people did, but I didn't know it was a phrase. Yeah, roadhead. It's called roadhead. Yeah. How didn't you name us? I didn't know it
1: had a name. I knew it was a thing. I didn't know it had a name. Yeah. So was was the food trolley lady giving
0: the driver road head? Yeah. Just in between doing the snack trolley, she's like going for it. Yeah. You can't see, but I'm nodding my head. So I like to think that Lupin this entire time was just
1: pretending to be asleep out of like social awkwardness. (laughs) So like I had this one time at work before where I was like on the, (laughs) I was like on the loo as you do. As you do. And then a girl came in crying and then after a while, like her friend came in and then they were talking for like ages, like ages, because she was really upset and they were crying, blah, blah, blah. And like I was on the loom, my entire ass was numb, but I was like, it's too long, I can't come out, Like too awkward. Well, people would
0: texting you like, and where was, have you gone? Yeah, no,
1: genuinely, like the girl that I sat next to at work texted me and was like, is everything okay? Because I was gone for like a solid hour hour because it kind of got to the <laughs> point where I was like oh shit, can't she's crying leave.
0: I don't want to come out and then you can't leave then because it looks like you've been in there shitting for 45 minutes
1: exactly like they would just be like why and then funnily enough a few months later I made friends with that girl and like I then eventually told her this and she was like oh my god we were wondering why someone was in there for so long <laughs> you're so socially awkward <laughs> like, it was just social awkwardness anyway I like to think that Lupin was just like quickly resting his eyes when they came in and then, and then he was like, like like, oh, oh shit. no
0: i can't open them now that's why he
1: just woke up so quickly the yeah. moment the dementors came in because he was actually just awake the entire time and just being really fucking awkward i wouldn't i
0: wouldn't put him past him so the, the train, train stops. stops which
1: i can only assume is because he's crashed because of the roadhead.
0: uh the lights go out neville and Ginny come into the compartment and then because i don't know they need someone because they're scared lupin wakes up and That moment Lupin wakes up must be the most bizarre thing for him. So he's been asleep. Oh, yeah. If we're going with he's been asleep. He's been asleep. He opens his eyes and he sees a boy, which is the spit of James, sitting on the Hogwarts Express that he used to travel on. Like, with James. You would think you'd woken up in a dream, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, because if you sat on that Hogwarts Express for the first time since you were in school, you'd be thinking about, like, James and Sirius and Peter and you close your eyes and you open them again. And Harry's there, who is the spit of his father. Yeah. And like, that's just a weird coincidence.
1: So even if you kind of registered what was happening, you would be like, well, it's still a really fucking weird coincidence. Yeah. And
0: I just, I feel so sorry for Lupin in this moment. Because I'm like, that, I must have been so horrible to like, wake up to that. But also kind of lovely. Because obviously he finds out Harry's a nice kid. And I don't know. I don't know. I found it emotional. So a comes in. It does. Uh, cold fills Harry all over and he hears screaming and pleading inside his own head. He faints and wakes up when the train is moving Have again. Have you tried the tea? No, not yet. It's alright. Let me try.
1: I do. It could do with the honey, actually. I've it's,
0: put honey it in. needs to
1: be a bit sweeter. Oh
0: yeah, it is actually nice black with honey in. So he faints and wakes up again. Harry's like, oh my god, what happened? And everyone's saying, you know, I felt horrible too. Ron explains that... He felt like he'd never be cheerful again. And I just want to, like, talk about Dementors for a bit. And I have a two-pronged approach to this chat about Dementors. So I'm going to take a nap whilst you do that? No, it's a discussion. So Dementors are one of the few creature inventions by J.K. Rowling which are completely new. So a lot of J.K. Rowling's creatures, although she very much puts her own spin of them, are taken from fantasy. And this was why I feel like Harry Potter was so popular in the time. It was taking fantasy elements which people knew um dragons, sphinxes, you know, all these magical creatures. Unicorns. Unicorns. And putting her own centaurs. Last ended screws. <laughs> no, no, <I'm laughs> centaurs. And putting her own interpretation on them. Dementors are a complete creature invention and what a fucking successful creature invention. Like I can't think of a fantasy genre that's invented a creature and in recent years and nowhere near as successful to the point where the word Dementor has literally entered like I wrote down the millennial zeitgeist but to the point where like me and my mum will be chatting and if it suddenly goes cold she's like oh it's like a Dementor came yeah like things like that and people just who aren't into Harry Potter say that to me or like yeah. if you suddenly get that sad feeling they're like oh it's like oh it's like a Dementor like sucking out your soul or something like that and people joke with the word but that is how in the zeitgeist it is the yeah. J.K. Rowling managed to invent and now if you list like magical creatures people would list a Dementor as a magical creature mm. and I think we forget how fucking amazing that is, like yeah it's impressive to create harry potter and hogwarts and all this stuff it would be like
1: being the person that first first, like wrote about a vampire exactly
0: wrote about a vampire wrote about werewolf wrote about elves wrote about dwarves wrote about anything like that all of those are so established in fantasy like they're right there in lord of the rings and have been there for so long dementors are a complete new invention and it's just fucking impressive like wow well done Big congrats. There's also the fact that dementors are a metaphor in the books for depression. And J.K. Rowling has like confirmed this and said that she wrote them as a metaphor for depression. And they only got added into the books after she herself started suffering with depression, after like the death of her mother. And like, again, it's one of those things where she managed to put something that is very difficult to explain to children into a more simplistic form than obviously depression and mental health issues are like the same way that race like and racism is boiled down but it's the same thing like it's boiled down to this one creature but it becomes a way for children and people growing up to understand that the feelings they're having like although they're feeling them and it's it's okay to feel them you also need to learn how to like accept those feelings and then work through those feelings um yes yes sad what's your next point um <laughs> <laughs> there's a really
1: beautiful line about the dementors where it says it was as if he, it was trying to suck something more than air from its surroundings. yeah fucking beautiful yeah absolutely it's so beautiful. clever
0: because it's like at that point we don't know they suck souls out but it's like what is more than air it's like the feelings of these kids they're trying to suck the feelings out or their dicks why what you can't suck a dick out
1: <laughs> Depends how hard you're fucking. <laughs> you get a hoover involved, it's a lot fucking easier.
0: You still want to suck it out? Mm, get like an industrial strength hoover. Let's try it. Harry faints, he comes to, and everyone else is clearly shaken and up. And screaming. I said that earlier. Did you? Yeah. I, I, do, I don't listen. Oh, he comes to, everyone's clearly shaken. Ginny is like the worst after Harry. She's curled up in the corner and starts crying. And like, I think we forget that... After Harry, Ginny has been through... You don't like the tea anymore? No, I just got, like, a really strong... Oh, right. It's probably a whole leaf you swallowed. Um, I think we forget, like, after Harry, Ginny has been through some of the worst shit. And she's probably reliving what was a very recent memory for her of being possessed by Voldemort and being into the Chamber of Secrets. So, if the Dementors make you relive your worst bits, she's reliving that, which is fucking horrible for her.
1: Yeah, totally. So...
0: Lupin gives him
1: ch- him chocolate and starts to explain a teeny tiny bit about what dementia dementas are. Doesn't really go into it that much. And they arrive at Hogwarts, and because Neville is a massive fucking gossip, Malfoy knows that Harry fainted.
0: Yeah, what a g- like, I know come Neville's on, a bit Neville. dumb, but come on. Really? really? It's
1: like he was just trying to make friends by having the gossip. Like,
0: I feel don't like he was probably it. telling someone, like, I feel like he didn't try it. I feel like he was telling someone like Seamus, and Malfoy happened to overhear. Yeah, but still. Mm-hmm.
1: McGonagall takes Hermione and Harry up to her office. Yep, uh, he Madame Pomfrey
0: comes in to check on Harry. And Harry's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And Madame Pomfrey's like, it's the dementors. They affect those who are most delicate. And Harry's yeah. like, I'm not delicate. And Madame Pomfrey goes, of
1: course you're not. And it's the most yeah. fucking patronising thing I've ever read. An incredible line when she's like, oh, it's you, is it? I suppose you'd be doing something dangerous again.
0: <laughs> Woo! Madame Pomfrey is so good. <laughs> Samage. I just love it all like she cares about the health of her pupils but she does not care about offending anyone along the way to making sure everyone's healthy and I love it
1: yeah big mood so, so um, like, they missed the sorting ceremony yeah again
0: again but Armani has to stay behind for a chat about her timetable yeah nice little hint there so yeah they missed the sorting ceremony again which I feel like JK Rowling just didn't want to write a big list of names so she was like how can I skip the sorting ceremony two years in a row yeah let me write things about that
1: it's like when you have to like pronounce names and yeah like, I'm really gonna do that. She was like i don't yeah i don't i don't want
0: that i don't want that but
1: dumbledore then stands up and he makes a big speech about the fact that the dementors are going to be at hogwarts yeah. this year like could you imagine being a first year like how scary like a muggle-born first year and that happens on your train yeah and you're like and then is you this have that speech you're just like is this just is this standard is is this what it's like is this what happens like yeah. absolutely Horrifying. Was, oh. In in his speech, Dumbledore specifically says that invisibility cloaks, etc., do not work yeah. against Dementors. Yep. But as we later on learn, fast forward about 15, 30 seconds if you don't want spoilers, Harry's invisibility cloak is not like normal invisibility cloaks. Correct. Would his cloak work on Dementors? Well, Dumbledore
0: knows it's not like normal invisibility cloaks. He knows it's pretty one of a kind and he specifically says invisibility cloaks don't work to harry like Mm. he says that to harry like oink wing i think it's literally just like in the same way that you know mrs norris can sense through harry's invisibility cloak and mad eye moody can see through harry's invisibility cloak dementors literally can because they're going off senses not sight it doesn't mm. matter that he's wearing an invisibility but cloak. if
1: death can't find people, mm. how can a Dementor? Maybe he's then just then trying to encourage death Harry can't, not to even take a risk. If death
0: can't find someone in an invisibility cloak, then how does Mrs. Norris sense Harry? Is cats are the Mrs. best. Mrs. Norris death? So then Dumbledore starts explaining about teacher positions this year. He says, you know... Um, uh, Lupin is there to be the defence against the dark arts teacher. And then he says that the old Care of Magical Creatures teacher, Professor Kettleburn, and I quote, retired to spend more time with his with remaining limbs. limbs. The fuck does that line mean? Especially
1: because you could kind of, I mean, you shouldn't understand that from the Care of Magical creature, but you could kind of maybe more understand it from the Care of Magical Creatures teacher. Yeah. But no not teacher the groundsman so you could understand that more from like the groundskeeper yeah slightly still shouldn't lose any limbs but as a teacher should you be really
0: dealing with anything that dangerous like what happened to his limbs did hagrid sacrifice them in his yearly sacrificing is this one of dumbledore's like oh yeah we lose like 20 percent of school children and five percent of staff members limbs like where the fuck did his limbs go I'm taking it they've been, like, ripped off by manticores, but you shouldn't be putting teachers in...
1: Maybe it was, but look, we're assuming it was work-related. It could be something to do with... He could have a really dangerous hobby.
0: Yeah. It's just a line, and they ended up including it in the films, which is hilarious because it's kind of turned into this iconic weird line of, like, but what happened to his limbs? Mm. So then Hagrid gets announced as the new care of magical creatures teacher. And I get this is a lovely moment. I really do. Especially as, you know, Hagrid was freed at the end of last year and his name was cleared. But does nobody need teaching qualifications in the wisdom world? Like, I get this is a yeah. lovely moment, but it's clear that nobody needs exactly. teaching qualifications. because teaching
1: isn't just about knowledge. It's about being able to deliver that knowledge
0: in. Exactly. Yeah. In a structured way that will help children learn and Clearly, the Wizarding World doesn't need that, because apparently any old person can become a teacher. And, like, it gets proven, and we'll talk about this, like, again and again, that although, like, everyone loves Hagrid, he's a bit of a shit teacher. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is why we have teaching qualifications and exams. Yeah. And then they go to bed. So chapter six, talons and tea leaves. Talons and tea leaves. Here's something really meta and cool. The day we're releasing this episode, if Charlie has done her maths right in our spreadsheet is the second of september this
1: (laughs) fingers crossed it is guys oh my
0: god this is embarrassing i'll just cut it out this chapter is obviously set on the first day of the hogwarts school term which if they get the train on the first september is the second of september so we are this episode is being released the same day as this chapter is set cool it's fucking cute you were a lot more excited when you first realized that your excitement levels have gone down
1: i was i like to be really edgy and disinterested so for this, uh, so I've been quite good. You may have noticed the past few episodes at making chapter notes. However, because time ran out, I don't have chapter notes on this one. I, I bet I've, I've got to go back to my traditional
0: style oh, of there. No- oh, yeah. yeah. those three yeah. sentences. Those three sentences. So it's the next morning, Monday. The, well, something the second of September. The same day this episode is being released. Yeah. Um, they go down to breakfast, and they're still all talking about dementors. George says that. You know, he was talking about Azkaban and Dementors. And he says that most prisoners go mad in Azkaban. And this is brought up again and again and again. And I'm sure we'll, like, talk about this more. But it's so fucking unethical to have a prison where people, because of the guards, go insane. Yeah. Some people die from insanity in there because of the guards. What a fucking sick system.
1: Yeah, and especially when they have no proper, like, actual, like they don't really have trials that are fair they don't have like lawyers Mm. they really they just lock people up for no reason yeah like you
0: can't no no not good not
1: good it's so
0: bad it's so bad and we'll talk about this more because Sirius mentions like certain people going mad in Azkaban but it's so sick yeah um so ron notices that hermione's timetable has been double and triple booked for some classes and this is just the first mention of ron repetitively noticing problems with hermione's timetable her not being able to go to lessons at twice the same time asking people where she's been and harry in this situation and everyone following not even giving a flying fuck where Hermione is or what her timetable is. He literally sits there in the conversation silently, and then every time Ron asks him, he's like, I don't care. Yeah. It's like, he's you're so, so, unobservant. Uh, so unobservant. He's so unobservant. It's actually stunning how he's unobservant like, is this, he is. This isn't about me. He's like, Hermione may be my best friend in the entire world, apart from Ron. Like, she may be like basically a sister to me, but. I just don't really care if she has three impossible classes at the same time Mm. and she's almost dying of stress. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. What a douchebag. Whereas Ron, oh, he cares. Yeah. And he notices where Hermione is and becomes a bit obsessed with it. He does. It's cute. So they walk to divination and on the way there, they meet Sir Cadogan, who helps them get to the divination classroom, who obviously he becomes a, a... Bit important later, not that important. He's just so good though. I mean, he's definitely
1: like a bit of a like Monty Python ripoff. Yeah,
0: but so good. He is very funny. It's a good like comedy relief. Yeah. Um. So they get to the bottom of the classroom and they have to walk up a ladder, and the classroom is bizarre. And then. They get to the top and Professor Trelawney is also bizarre. She's kind of weird looking, like three out of ten for Harry. He's not mm. sure about the whole thing. I
1: feel like she's a bit more... I, th- I feel like she's a four out of ten. Oh, okay. I feel like he's like after like a considerable amount of tequila.
0: And maybe a makeover. Like, get rid of some of those shorts. Like, maybe if he
1: took the glasses off and then if he wore the glasses...
0: He already wears glasses. But different
1: prescriptions, Hannah... Oh, like,
0: I know this. I wear glasses. I know, but it still wouldn't work. Then she'd be a bit blurrier. Mm-hmm, and... mm-hmm. Okay, four out of ten. Uh, so she, makes a, she starts making like predictions to start to like scare the class. And she predicts that in Easter, one of the class number will leave them forever. And I just think that like this is just a prediction she probably makes every year. Because she's such a terrible teacher that inevitably at least one person... What? I'm there. You're there? Okay, I've I... drunk my tea. Um, I need to do it then. Inevitably, once, like every year, somebody drops out of her class. Yeah. This is what I think. She just makes a prediction every year because someone quits in anger.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. So they read the tea leaves. What they have to do is get tea from a big pot, drink it as fast as they can because obviously it's scalding hot, put it in, I believe, their left hands, swill it round, counterclockwise three times. Turn it upside down in the saucer and turn it back the other way. So let me just finish my tea. We don't have proper teacups because you're meant to have teacups like traditional bone china teacups that are very bowl shaped. So they don't have an edge. They just smoothly go up. We don't have that. We have just mugs. We also don't have saucers because who the fuck has saucers? Mm-hmm. So we're just using tiny plates. So I'm going to sit up for this. Okay. So take the teacup in your left hand. Swill it around counterclockwise or clock goes that way, so that way, three times, like big swills. One, two, <laughs> three. Now Mine's it's, gone all up the side. That's good. That's good. It can go anywhere on the mug. Now put your plate over. Yeah. Tip it up Oh Oh shit! What? Oh shit. <laughs> and now I think I have to. And too now take water. it back up. Take it back up. Mine's just one big goo. Same.
1: It's all I've got to you all over me.
0: <laughs> Wait, oh. no, this this is why you need will a big you, wide mug. You can go give me some tissue. <laughs> I've got tea all over that. Okay, I'm gonna turn it upside down again. Like, let's turn it upside down again and make it move more. Okay, and then pass it to our partner and see what we can see. Yours is better than mine! I tip more out. I tip loads out. Do you I'll tip more out? We are not doing this in any way properly. If someone Oh yeah, this
1: is not serious. Yeah,
0: like, we need proper teacups and we don't even own them. Like, bang it. Now, it doesn't have to be one picture. Oh, that's good. It doesn't have to be one picture. Like, each individual thing can be different things. So, like, find a shape.
1: This doesn't look like anything. Find
0: a... it can be one tiny thing. Um... Okay. Wait, this could be a... Uh, I can
1: kind of see the UK. Well, wow, I could see like England Scotland. But
0: I don't think that's gonna be on this list. Hold on. Like this. No, hu- you this have looks that. a bit
1: like Europe.
0: It looks like the mess Europe's Is it... in now. Exactly. It's Is a metaphor a for it? Brexit. This could be a shopping trolley. Um Um it's... I can see kind of a Oh wait, tree. I can see I, I suppose this could be Oh, it could be a butterfly or a love heart. Let me look either of those up. A butterfly. Success and pleasure. Oh. Or a heart good things to come such as money if surrounded by dots or marriage if with a ring um it's a butterfly okay that's a butterfly so that was success and pleasure so you've got success I'm, and pleasure I'm down with
1: that. i think i can see a tree in this
0: okay this is actually quite fun yeah i feel like if we did this with proper mugs properly this could be fun i mean it's bullshit i can see a face i can see a cat Johnny, there's a cat face in here I'm suddenly seeing stuff. It's like watching clouds. Trees. Good, lu- good
1: luck, prosperity, and happiness. Uh, it's surrounded by dots. Fortune will be found in the
0: country. Oh, that's nice. Charlie, I think you've got a cat face in here. Mm-hmm. Or it could be like a tiger. Do they have tigers? I think no, will make making shit up. <laughs> no, I can see a cat. I still can't see anything. You just told me you saw a tree. Ish. What do you think this shape
1: looks like? It looks like tea leaves.
0: (laughs) What does Ron say? I like a load of
1: wet tea leaves. (laughs) I'm literally feeling very Ron right now. Yours just doesn't look like anything. Yours, like, can you see that? That looks like a cat face. Oh my god, it does.
0: Wait, is that the? Oh
1: my god, Hannah, is it the Grim? You have the the (laughs) Grim.
0: No, I'll tell you what it is. It's the cat face out the new Cats musical.
1: relevant joke at this point this will be going up like six weeks after the cat oh wait this could be a mountain
0: hold on do we have mountains okay mountain a powerful friend or if many mountains powerful enemies there's just one mountain so powerful friend is that me
1: no Oh, i see a dick no you don't i do look that's the the white bit the balls and then the the shaft oh
0: that's dick in
1: there i got a dick in my cup <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there's <the>
0: title. <laughs> i got a dick in my cup okay i've decided your two uh you have a butterfly and a mountain amazingly there's no one for dick penis willy i'm looking knob
1: shaft balls oh i can see people dancing i can see like people people symbol varies with what they are doing but the symbol of people is usually good
0: so if they're dancing, that's good. Do you want to Google people dancing? Dancer. Symbol in tea leaf dictionary. Dancer projects happiness. When he or she is dancing in your teacup, this indicates that you are likely to be happy in life. The symbol is a positive omen. Happiness can be found if you're looking in the right direction. Ah. And I love dance. I'm trying to get back into it at yeah. the moment. How nice. Lovely. Are we done? We are. Cheers. Cheers. This was weird. If any of our listeners read tea leaves... We, like, if you genuinely do it with proper tea leaves, like, we'd love to set up a Skype thing and actually do it properly. Like, that would be well, like, honestly, tell us. That would be well fun. um, If any of you do it, like, proper. Uh, So, (laughs) plot. (laughs) Plot, book. That was, that was fun. That was fun. Anyway. I
1: enjoyed that. So,
0: the squad do that. um, The team, the peeps. Mm -hmm. And, um, obviously, they're reading each other's tea leaves. They're being all sarcastic. Uh, They're like, I see a cross. I see some wet soggy tea leaves. Professor Trelawney takes over and she sees the, the grim and everyone starts panicking as everyone starts panicking i realize that every single gryffindor is taking this class which is weird like and also every single gryffindor that we know of takes care of magical creatures so is nobody from gryffindor apart from hermione taking muggle studies arithmancy or ancient ruins it's kind of weird that all in the same classes yeah. isn't it Plot- so Harry is the Grim, and everyone starts being really weird around him and being like, what does this mean? And Harry's freaking out, even though he wouldn't normally believe in this shit because he's seen the it once already. He realises that what he saw in Magnolia Crescent that night mm. what is what he believes is the Grim. So they're all so distracted that when they turn up to Professor McGonagall's class, she's teaching them about Animagi, turns into a cat and back. And then she's like none of you clapped for me and like I don't mean to make a big deal about this Mm -hmm. but normally I get a round of applause and I fucking love this this is the kind of if I was to be a teacher this is the kind of teacher I'd aspire to be where everyone's scared of me because I'm so strict but also deep down I'm nice and then Mm. when I do something really cool I'd be like fucking clap (laughs)
1: yeah it's just me when I don't like it
0: the The attention attention that
1: I wanted (laughs) Mm. I'm like clap for me
0: and then she's like what is wrong with you all and Hermione's like hmm well, um, we went to see Professor Trelawney. And she's like, you don't have to tell me anymore. And then proceeds to subtly sass Trelawney Mm -hmm. in
1: just some... Not even subtly.
0: But she's like, I wouldn't speak ill of another teacher, but it's a very woolly subject. And Sybil... Anyway. Yeah.
1: So good. she says like, oh, like, don't worry. Like, she predicts someone will die every year. However... As we have established, people do die every year. Twenty percent, yeah, yeah, ten percent, twenty percent. So it really doesn't seem that unreasonable for no, her to be for making Hogwarts these predictions. For Hogwarts,
0: it doesn't seem unreasonable that one people is dying per year. So whatever, McGonagall. Yeah. Um. So then they all go to lunch, and Ron is still freaked out by this whole thing because he grew up in a wizard family who so has all these superstitions, mm-hmm. and he's like, Harry, have you seen the Grim? And Harry's like, Yeah, no, I did see it. And Ron goes but really why. Black dogs are really common. Well, it's like a big shaggy black dog like a wolf-sized dog like a dire wolf (laughs) i guess like a big dog scary scary um and then ron's like uh but no wait it could be true because um, my uncle Billius saw the grim and died 24 hours later. And Hermione, in one of her moments, that she does a lot in this book, like Hermione gets ostracized in this book, and we'll talk about it. And it's a big bit of character development for her and the others about learning to understand each other. But it's not just the boy's fault. Part of the fault comes from Hermione, because in this book, she's so stubborn to other people's point of views and their feelings. Mm. Like the whole thing that happens with Lavender. I think Hermione is completely in the wrong. Yeah, but at this point where Ron is literally saying, "Yeah, my uncle Billy has died after seeing the Grim." Like this is something I believe because mm. of X, Y, Z, and Hermione's like it's coincidence. Hermione, yeah, don't be l- dick. A d- he
1: just said his uncle died? Yeah, that's and be also so in-
0: non compassionate.
1: Yeah, and also it's one of those things as well where it's like really this is where you draw the line. Like exactly. you discovered it's magic. that magic is wee- real, but. <laughs> uh no a psychic you don't believe in exactly exactly
0: and like it's like there are real psychics and it's clear trelawney is a liar but these superstitions come from somewhere and like we don't ever know if seeing the grim is real and you die and hermione right we right, and people like get so scared they die but also one of your best friends has just told you that his uncle died from seeing a dog and your reaction is like it's a coincidence isn't it shut up ron yeah Don't be a bitch Hermione. I love Hermione and this is why I love Hermione. All these flaws that are written in. But she's been a right bitch here. She is. She is. Yeah. Um, So they go down to care of magical creatures and they are introduced to hippogriffs. Hippogriffs are an established magical creature, right? They existed in fantasy before.
1: I think so. I think so. I'm not entirely sure, no, but I'm not. I think so.
0: Somebody tell us. Um, Harry ends up volunteering to do the demo with Buckbeak because everyone else is too scared and then ends up getting to ride him. Then the rest of the class do the demo and Malfoy, being a fucking idiot who wasn't listening, tells Buckbeak he's ugly and Buckbeak lashes out and slashes Malfoy. That's also
1: what I do when people tell me I'm ugly.
0: Who tells you you're ugly?
1: Many people. People no. just yell it at me on the streets. No, they
0: don't. Nobody yells it at you. Actually, but today, between me and Charlie, in the space of an hour between us, we were catcalled four times today.
1: Yeah, I would say within half an hour.
0: Yeah, half an hour. Yeah. It's, it was gross. It was. I didn't see yours, you didn't see mine. It's gross.
1: Yeah. Maybe we were both
0: making it up for attention. Maybe we were catcalling each other. Yes, that's definitely what happened. I can't call you. I was was the guard in Sainsbury's. Malfoy's been an idiot Um, and gets injured by Buckpeak. Everyone panics. Hagrid has to take him up to the hospital wing. After dinner, they go to see Hagrid. And it's made clear that Hagrid has been drinking because he's upset. And I mentioned this in book one. I think that Hagrid is the only character we explicitly see get drunk throughout the books and it's clear he uses alcohol as like a coping mechanism in Mm. some instances which is like the instances that's the thing the instances (laughs) where he uses it it's never to the point where he's like drunk so he can't teach or can't do his responsibilities it's just Mm. clear in some scenes where he's really happy or really upset he gets drunk yeah and that's quite normal but i just find it interesting that like hagrid's the only character who this is explicitly mentioned with and i always wonder why hagrid
1: yeah, um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, we see Trelawney get drunk.
0: Oh, that's true. And not in a good way. She actually can't teach and yeah, stuff at and some point. Yeah, Winky. I always forget about Winky. But yeah, it and, is drunk. Yeah,
1: and we don't see him get drunk, but we do have references to Dumbledore drinking. When? I guess not, actually. I was going to say when he like goes off to the hog's head, but that's a lie, isn't it? He just says that he is when he's not
0: no, sometimes he does as well. He hangs out with well, Aberforth. Then, reference to him drinking. That's true. I just—it's just like the Hagrid thing is repetitive in all seven books. But you're very yeah. right about Trelawney in book six, and it's very heavy-handed in book six. Yeah. Um. So Hagrid says he hasn't been sacked, but he is in big trouble. Um. He sobers up slightly after he dunks his head in a bucket of water, which relatable because my head is fucking boiling right now. Do you
1: want me to go? Should we do the ice bucket challenge?
0: Yeah, let's do it right now. Okay. cool. Wait, let's do it to Nia whilst he's asleep. (laughs) No, then my bed would get wet. Um, And then once he sobers up a bit, he screams at Harry for leaving the castle.
1: I love that's why you're like, no, we can't dump a a bucket of ice on Nia whilst he sleeps. My bed would get wet.
0: (laughs) I once had a wet bed, not because I wet it. (laughs) Um, So I once went on this holiday as i did a lot um with my granny and grandpa and my granny always used to bring like hot water bottles everywhere um it leaked oh yeah no she gave me this hot water bottle which in the night leaked and i woke up to a mattress sopping wet and cold
1: yeah you did it's
0: fucking horrible <laughs> anyway there's the end of those two chapters what did you think
1: yeah that i i enjoyed us doing the tea leaf thing
0: i did <laughs> you didn't enjoy the chapters
1: well, like, again, not a huge amount really happens. Like, it's just kind of like... I'm not really sure what you're expecting
0: in. to happen in first chapters of books at this point.
1: Uh, Voldemort?
0: No, he's not in this book. Wow, I feel misled. But there's just... I just love this book because all early all these early chapters, although you're right, not much like plot is happening, mm. the peppering in of all this stuff, like, for example, McGonagall saying she's an animagi and showing them is our first... I believe that's yeah. our first direct someone telling us about anim... As, although we've seen McGonagall transform before, it hasn't been like, oh, it's because I'm an animagus. Yes.
1: I think the thing with this book is that they build the plot whilst you don't know. exactly. Whereas the other ones are like, here is the plot building. Oh, mystery, something's going on. Whereas yeah. this one is like you don't know that the plot is building. Yeah. There's, like a, there's like small bits of mystery, like how's he getting in the castle? But like a lot of those like teasing things, you don't know that it's plot building until you're told. Yeah,
0: and some of it ends up being like a B plot and mm. then some of it ends up being part of the main plot and it's just so peppered good. in and I love it. That's I love good. it. Yeah. Great. If you want to see pictures of our tea leaves, uh, they'll be on Twitter and Instagram and other places where we live. Yeah. Um... Oh, bye, bye. Don't
1: Don't 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 thank you for listening to this episode of goblet of wine
0: to keep up with us in between episodes you can find us on twitter at goblet of wine pod on instagram at goblet of wine podcast and on our website at www.gobletofwine.co.uk
1: You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes or on Facebook.
0: Thank you so much to our producer level patron Sandra for her help supporting this podcast. If
1: you'd like to support us as well as gaining access to behind the scenes content and bonus episodes, check out our Patreon on patreon.com slash Thank
0: you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one.
1: Bye. Bye!